Looking for a hot tip? Membership at Perth Racing is your best bet of the day. Five days of the pinnacles, Perth Cup Day, Quokka Day, exclusive access. Can't go wrong. So, you know what to do. Get in the queue. PerthRacing.com.au Okay, it's time to partner with Perth Racing and preview Perth Cup Day, New Year's Day, this Monday. Um... Yeah, we've got a, we had a lot of racing recently, Terry. It's been it's busy, busy, busy. I actually think it's too much. Like some of these feel, yeah, it's just a bit too much. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I yeah. can't keep up. And like, I do this full time doing the form. Like, I can't keep up. Yeah, I think so. We had Ascot. So we had Ascot Belmont. Then we had Belmont, um, Ascot again on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Then we got Pinjarra Saturday, Bunbury Sunday, Ascot Monday. There's it's Belmont a lot. Wednesday. Yeah, it's a lot. Back to normality Back, after yeah. that, yeah. But then you got Thursday, Friday racing at like Gerald and Esperance. It's all, yeah. I, mean, I understand it's during this time of the year you want to have meetings on it, the country tracks and various tracks because you get good crowds. And I heard Darren actually say, surprised how big the crowd was on Thursday, yesterday, just gone. Yeah, there would have um, been quite a few like uh, office parties and stuff yeah, like that, perhaps. Yeah, uh, end of yeah. year parties, maybe. Yeah, BZ was surprised, so. Yeah. Hi, Bella. Um, that's, the, uh, that's the sounds of... One one HQ. Anyway, plenty of uh, good time to be an owner. Anyway, the, the, uh, these small fields, you get a good chance for a return on your investment. But uh, anyway, Terry, what should the listeners stay tuned for? Uh, they should stay tuned throughout the show for info on how they can enter the market. City meets, get out stakes competition, um, and well, nothing's more important than the get out stakes. But maybe just today, uh, Butchie, Butchie's mastermind, Mundaring Hotels mastermind. Uh, WR Racing Mastermind competition. I've middled that, haven't I? <laughs> Straight down the screws as per usual. Um, where we see Chrissy Parnham chasing five in a row to join Tobias Dunn, who he faces today, and Jay Rooney, Hong Kong bound Jay Rooney um, Jeez, on we, Mount Rushmore. We've set him a task, haven't we? Yeah, we have. Like he had to get into. Yeah, well, other. Like it wasn't an easy run pre either, mm. but he's done it easily. Yeah. He's been under a hold. Yeah. Take something special, Oregon. I think so. Looking forward to that one. That is uh, outstanding stuff. So now it's time to for the Ascot Track Report, brought to you by Witten's Irrigation and Design. Whether it's racetrack, residential, or commercial, water wisely with Witten's. Um, rail at the True Pad. Surprised they've gone back to the True Pad for a big race day like this. Thought it was a safer option to stay at three. My understanding is that they might be actually racing on the true pad this time while perhaps for the last couple of true pads it hasn't actually been the true pad being bang on true yeah Mm. so that inside pad i mean it's got the potential to be really ordinary um but i guess it's the first time being used it's got the potential to be a really hot lane on the inside there so that's a big watch just on a on a pad that could potentially be um super fresh Uh, my feel is just seeing that pad over a long period of time it's not ideal um we've got southwesterlies throughout the afternoon we're talking about this three days out and winds have been so wild like last saturday was meant to be big eastlies all arvo and the southwesterlies came and you had to be back to win races like it just turned so massively so um wind predictions this far out are, are mental um but if it stays the same southwesterlies potential queer on the inside pad i think um i think some cover especially as the day goes on might be beneficial okay very good. All right, let's get right into it, Terry. So race one of the day is the Magic Moon's Plate, 1,100 metres for the two-year-olds. Sinful Living dominated mm. uh, in front Jeez. of Ra- Rachel King. They the knew, day. didn't they? They knew, yeah. 
Yeah, they certainly did. Affirmed big time. Uh, straight to the front, uh, won by panels of fencing to street band. So those two uh, meet each other again, as does Overdrive comes through that race. Only the six runners, three of them faced off against each other the other day. Uh, street band is uh, – Trevor Andrews has gone for the claim to try and get a bit of an edge or back. Or has Jared Noski opted for the maiden – the trial winner? Two options. Maybe. Two Maybe. options, yeah. yeah. Two options there, so. That's a, that's a good point. Mm. Um, the trial winner, of course, being Fighting Thunder. Uh, so, yeah, Simple Living and Street Band, they Cronulla the race last Saturday. There's a big space between them. Extra 100 metres, I feel, might suit Street Band a bit better, but still, this Simple Living is going to be out in front and rolling and it's going to be hard to catch. Yeah, look, I think Sinful Living deserves clear favouritism. I think the market's um, shaping in the right sort of way. But, I mean, there's a lot... If you just want to look at uh, the factors in Street Man's favour, there's quite a bit that stands out for it. There's the way the weights work. You don't see these bigger swings with two-year-olds very often, but Sinful Living's up two kilos and Street Band, it's uh, Street Band, it's not Street Band. It's <laughs> <laughs> been turning into a Street Band at two minor placings in a row. Yeah. Uh, street Band uh, is down a kilo. You add on Luke Campbell's claim, who's riding really well at the moment, and I actually don't mind him going on for Jared. Let's say, I'm going to say you're not losing much there. So you've got a five kilo swing, which is a rarity in two-year-olds that have run first and second at their most recent start. Like, so that's, that's pretty notable on its own. And the, the second thing you just mentioned is the 1100. I I don't think the 1100 is an issue for Sinful Living, the way it was through the line. She was pretty easy on it late as well. The money came. They knew they had a really good horse. They knew they were going to lead that softly. I don't mm. think anyone had to get in that soft to lead. Um, Two, yeah. 235, 185, official Yeah, 235 was, seemed like low to begin with. Yeah. Oh, that seemed – I've yeah, dearie, man. As I said, I think – the early markets were high fours type mm. thing. And I thought that looked a reasonable price, but I still didn't think that looked like a complete cock up. It was mm. a race with a fair bit of depth. So, um, but now they, they targeted one, they knew it led easily and it won easily. Like it was just, yeah, it was all pretty simplistic. But I think the big thing um, that they'll do differently on street band here and then the biggest of the factors is that it could have led last start just about. Yeah, and, and it, it was ended restrained. Up, ended up one pair further back than and, but, it, but it fought Jared mm. as well and it wasn't ever that happy in the run. Like I think this has to be a great opportunity with the weight swing to sit, jump sit cleanly outside. 100% mm. and put it to it. Put it to it with 200 to go. Tommy Johnson's been talking about this horse as he's caricature horse and whatnot. If it goes and sits outside a sinful living, gets three kilos on it and a five kilo swing, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how we go. I, I still think sinful living might – um, pack a few too many punches, but at the current market, I'll be having something on Street Band. I might save the Quinella. I might do a same race multi. It's save. a professional little two-year-old, isn't that simple living? Yeah, yeah. Yep. But oh. I just I love the way it jumps, Street mm. Band. It can just breeze nice and softly. I guess the the worry about that is whether they try the same thing on Overdrive. Yeah, that's various. Well, you just push stole my thunder threads. a little bit. I was yeah. just about to say, I uh, if Street Band, if they're not going to jump and land outside leader, then I'd love Chris Parnham on Overdrive just mm. to be outside leader. I thought. I thought her run on debut in the Sinful Living race was excellent. Got held up at crucial stages. You reckon the stewards report missed that? Yeah. Race Greenly, it's the only thing it says. Nothing yeah. about being held up for half the straight. So it's, it's I mean, what's it? It's finished, oh, it's finished two and a half lengths, oh, sorry, a length and a half behind Street Band um, on that occasion and probably got held up a length and a half, two lengths. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, Overdrive's the big watch here. Chris Parnham, aggressive from six. If um, if he can begin well and get across and sit outside Sinful Living, I think could make things interesting. 
I'd love if one of these two weren't in the race yep. so I could just sort of target the other one on a concession basis or a Cornella basis uh, with Simple Living as the as your saver. But that's what worries me is that Chris will come out aggressive and Street Band won't find the breeze. Mm. And I guess if, if that was overdrive in that position over Street Band, then overdrive is the one I'd want to be on as yep. well. So um, no need to bet now. Simple Living will stay firm very hard in this market. Um, but I think there's the potential there for for something. I, I didn't mind the trials of Fighting Thunder. I didn't mind the trials of Alabama Elegance. I yep. presume that's Ryan Hill's number one with Brad Parnham going on. Uh, he rode both in the trials, but none of them worry me too much. So I think if Simple Living starts any shorter than this $1.65 at the moment, it's probably getting too thin and you, you can look at targeting the race um, for one of the two breeze horses. Okay. Ryan Hill's got two runners in this, Alabama Excellence and Smart Shadow. He's starting to gather some numbers together, is uh, Boy Hill. Yeah. So I reckon he's he's uh, could be a big player in um, – uh, in the training ranks for years to come. He's uh, got some owners and uh, he's having a crack, so it's good to see he's, he, he purchased plenty of horses at the last uh, last yearling sales. So um, some of them are coming through and starting to get um, a pretty impressive during the week, as you mentioned earlier, about guarding heaven on the on the two-day two day backup saluting. So uh, he's done well there. So Boy Hill, like, like those young trainers like Luke Fernie, Mitchell Pateman, these guys coming through there, the uh, the next generation. So see how um, his two runners go on debut on Monday. Race two is the Ascend Trophies Plate. This is for the three-year-olds over the one thousand meters lots of horses um resuming we've got a debutante plenty of trial form to sift through guru um sean and jake casey have three of the eight runners as well and mm. uh, they're all drawn well enough and can ride the speed so speedsters ginevan and shell bell um they've met each other a couple of times in the past so there's a bit of pace there from four and seven respectively do you expect them to to lead and breeze yeah i'd say so it was funny in the trial um Ginevan, jason brown and Ginevan got to the front easily and then sort of looked around and waited for shell bell yeah. um i don't think it was an educational trial i don't think there was any great thought process maybe jason was aware of Shell Bell being in the trial with Matty Derrick on board and I thought I don't want to get into a war here and yep. and cook our horse uh, pre a first up run. But um, just on, on the surface of that trial, it looked pretty ordinary. Um, I didn't like it in the uh – in the straight. But, no, um, it was unsuited, probably not leading because that's he's, what it's he's, been. He's proven to be better than that on yeah, race Yeah, that's what it's proven. Mm. Uh, sorry, that's what he's been taught to do. But, um, yeah, that's definitely a worry. I, I Looking at the figures for this race and the data, I, I suspect it'll be the one that's pretty well found by the market. Um, but, yeah, I, I – I'm I'm happy to like I marked it a clear second favourite, but I'm I'm probably happy not to bet at the three twenty or whatever it is. It's an easy price to steer clear of, but a lot of respect uh, for a horse that will get out in front and and Shell Bell being the horse that likely comes across and breezes. You'd think Pikey will try and rate that a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't really have Shell Bell from the breeze either. I think for it to show its best, it might need to find the fence, and that looks pretty unlikely here. So happy to look around. Um, yeah, them to, to some degree. Very respectful of Ginevan and what I think the ceiling is there. But just off, off an ordinary trial, if you're three bucks, you can sort of just take it on to some degree. Yep. Um, the runner I think we can just hold fire on and, and back late is, is all play. Um, I like the recent trial. I like the gate speed from the trial, I, I think. While there is some other speed in this race, I think Jared Noski can potentially find the back of Ginevan or um, – or uh, Shell Bell here, and um, yeah, really like the 
Uh, it's second up run when a close third behind Generosity and Ripcord when deep most of the way. I thought Good that was form. a really, yeah, I thought that was a really nice run. I so. think Brave Spirit ran fourth yep. in that race as well. Yep. So yeah, it ticks all the boxes yep. in that sense. There's nothing wrong with that. And Jim, don't forget Ginevan on debut beat Generosity by a long way yep. as well. So there's the same form reference there. And Generosity didn't have much luck that day, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think there will be good money, Ginevan. I don't think uh, that many of Casey's will drift too hard in the market. Princess in Red's a uh, relation to Dom to shoot. Yeah, half. Um, half Chrissy sister. Parnham's on that. Might almost be the number one from that yard. Um, I'm not. I'm not too sure. Um, but I'm. I'm happy to play all play. I'm not going to go over the top. A lot of respect for for Ginevan and the fact it might be able to um, lead early in the day to Scott, which is always a benefit. Um, but um, all play will definitely get me for a bet. I was three dollars twenty all play, but. I'm going to hold fire. I suspect it will definitely be late price best. I'm with you in all, all play. My uh, my other big watch is Siberian Siren. I said there's been a bit of money for it since markets opened. I had no luck first two starts in a race wide throughout on both occasions. And then it uh, at Ascot over the 1,000 metres midweek, I really liked that win, dug in, chasing a hot speed from King's Honor, dug in and uh, and I like the way that it found the line. I can see Siberian Siren enjoying a similar type run, leaders back. And um, yeah, I like the way this filly is progressing actually. So, but for me, I, I'm, I, I like all play out of the trials from before its first starting race. So that's the way I'm leaning. And I just want to monitor the price of Siberian Siren. If it gets out, it gets squeezed out in the market, then it might get a little bit of mine as well. Yep. Uh, it's a nice and easy one for me. It'll just be just be all play, and um, I should probably take some now, I guess. But uh, I just feel is looking at the the figures and looking at the fact that I think that Siberian, Ginevan, and Shell Bell all stay pretty firmish in the market. I yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if all plays a, a little wobbler. Okay, race three is the Amelia Park Handicap, another one thousand meters race. This is a graduation, and we spoke to Grant Williams earlier in the show. If you're listening to the preview only edition of the 1-1. One, one. Uh, go back and check out that chat with Grant. Uh, he was tremendous with his time and insight. was uh, was uh, really good to get to know him a little bit better. And um, he is saddling up hostile talk, a three-year-old against the older horses. Uh, this horse is nominated for the race we just previewed, race two, but drew wide and they opted to, to take on the older horses here down in the weights. So impressive debut Midweek winner, Williams and Pike, takes on the older horses here, Guru. Yeah, the three-year-olds obviously have a very good record uh, in these 60-pluses um, oh, every single year, really. Mm-hmm. We say it every year like we're surprised that it's happening again. But And this doesn't seem to have any uh, real fear factor horses. There's a couple that I, I think are worth are worth noting. Um, but, I mean, with hostile talk, I, while I thought the win was, was really nice and the trial win was good prior and – uh, there's obviously been a bit of a spruker around about it. There's also a point where you're going from a maiden where the second horse actually runs, I think, at Bunbury on um, New Year's Eve. So you'll get a some type of line there. But Torpedo Man ran third. It's come out again. Um, it went okay, but it didn't win its maiden. Um, you've had Canny Rock come out and run second in its maiden, but it was four day the trip there. And then you look at those horses from fifth to eighth. They're pretty, they're pretty ordinary. Or so it's it's not necessarily. We still need to remember the form line the horses are coming out. Of so, um, I was happy to back hostile talk, but I needed 280, 290, mm-hmm. and I won't be following a drift. That's current, that. current 225 on the purple, yeah, 225. Yep. So, I don't think I ever saw above 240. So, it was that's that's the price I marked it. I'm definitely not knocking the horse, um, but I am just wary about the fact that you're going from a maiden to a, a 60 plus where some of these like, are going pretty well. Like, a hang glider's um, last couple of starts been two of the biggest forgive runs that I've ever seen. <laughs> 
It's probably no better than three of the fence here for, for Craig Newitt. Um, that's that's probably the major issue. Um, its win was three of the fence. So that's that's not the end of the world. But can it give hostile talk two and a half kilos and maybe come from behind it and beat it? I, I don't know. Um, the speed map's probably the most interesting part here. Do they hand up again on Art, Art of Sabraj? Uh, obviously, it didn't step first up. It's a horse known for leading and rolling. I'd be personally, I'd be sitting again. I thought it was a really nice run with a sit, and I think it's got a sort of a limited ceiling as a leader. So I think it's a great option for Paddy Carby to try and find the one-one here almost. And Sky Duke leads Bayz in the breeze. Um, fascinating stat with Sky Duke is it's won four of seventeen. It's led. On five occasions, found the rail, and it's won four of those. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. And it's career. So it's it's, on the, the 12 occasions, it hasn't found the rail. It's lost all 12. So I, I reckon, and if you look at the win against Rock This Town, where it, it held the fence with the 60, um, Rock This Town won again on Boxing Day, beating all his choice, keep attacking some reasonable horses. Um, it's just a different horse out in front. So if there's any signs that, that rail is playing nicely, I'd love the thing. I'm I'm probably not going to have a bet yet at the price. I'm not that interested. I'm about seven fifty. It's about nine bucks. But the thing that I'm watching and waiting for is Bayzid was scratched with a hoof abscess about a week ago. Um, if Bayzid comes out, this turns into such a good map for Sky, Sky Duke, Duke because yeah. Sky Duke isn't that quick early. And if Jared Nossi comes out with real intent and Bayzid is fit and happy, there's a chance it crosses it mm. and your money's gone early. Um, so I'm just going to keep an eye out in case Bayzid maybe doesn't recover fully and, and does come out as a late scratching because that will make my Sky Duke price significantly shorter and um, I'd probably happily get involved um, but yeah, it's a good little race. The, the favourite is hard to bet around. Like, I don't want to launch into something else. Yeah. Um, but I because there's I, nothing. I don't, I don't there's to, nothing that's ah. Oh, no, exactly know? right. Exactly. Yeah. I don't want to take the two twenty. Um, Brave Venture is probably the one I couldn't get that short. It, it's it's best is more than good enough, but you're relying on you're relying on it. Um, yeah, coming off a setback last prep, no trial. But the no trial is probably a smart move because it always trolls like winks. So yeah. Yeah, so I just made that race ten times muddier than it was. Before well, I yeah, I mean, if 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 anyone wants to isn't too keen on the low twos for hostile talk, then um, which is me really, um, I'd, I'd be probably waiting for a little bit, a little bit of a squeeze price wise hang glider potentially, and um, that would be the way I go. I think his best is. Um, is good enough to knock off the fave. But, yeah, like you said, three-back fence, going to need galloping room, and uh, sometimes he could be his own worst enemy, this horse. I'm not, no, I, I thought I thought this prep, just the way that he trolled up and his first up win, that he was ready to, to launch. Uh, he hasn't had any luck his last two, but at the same time, he hasn't done himself a lot of favours in run either. So maybe from one, newer left-hand whip rider, something a bit different. Aggressive uh, rider as well. Yeah. I got my scouts. I got yeah. a full scout report. Obviously, yeah. we've seen Craig ride across here a few times, but yeah. I got a full scout report. Very aggressive rider, worried through the fence. Not yeah. sure if through the fence is his spot. Okay. That was the, uh, yeah. yeah. But if, if if the planets align and you get that luck, that rub of the green in transit, then hang glider, talent-wise, he can knock off the fave. So if that said Clint Johnston Porter, I'd take the 550. Mm. Interesting. So, yeah. yeah. Race four is the Tab Touch West Speed Platinum Handicap. This is over the 1,200 metres. And D'Amber coming off a, a let up, I'd say. Uh, slight freshen is the. Find it. Okay. Funny with D'Amber that they weren't back a week earlier. 125K yeah. 
Rapona. Well, what is, in fairness, what, all of these. What does that even say? Bon Jovi. Well, I thought with Bon Jovi, bon jo- it might have said that Clint was riding Harmika and perhaps that was the path. They just thought, well, let's just avoid, avoid the state, sort of stable, mate. They sort of work hand in hand. Um, so, yeah, but quite a few of these. Are, I guess they're probably all at a similar mindset. Let's skip the 125K, go for the 40, hoping it'll be super thin the week after. And it, yeah, maybe that's the case. So, Deamber's the current favourite. 51 days between runs. I wonder whether there was a little setback after it won its heat because it was on track for that West mm. Speed final that was won by Plays With Fire. Um, so, 51 days between runs. But uh, Stephanie Bakunich does such a good job with her small team. And uh, no doubt they'll have, they'll have this mare. Cherry on Monday, gate three for Jason Whiting. Three-time Perth Cup winning jockey, Jason mm. Whiting. Um, and uh, there's a couple others here uh, that are in hard in the market. Bon Joy, $4. Falcon Trailer from the uh, Rep Hope Yard, $5. And there's about three others in single figures as well, Terry. Yeah, if you're doing your replays with Bon Joy, they've got the, the trial wrong. It's uh, a different horse in the trial. So it was ah. actually ridden by Clint, not Zeph. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, interesting, isn't it? So it was funny because I watched the trial and I saw it come across the line in, um, well, Zeph and his colours come across the line in seventh. And I was like, hang on, it says six, what's going on here? So I just thought they got it the wrong way around. But then actually Pistol Pete um, has since told me they actually got the jockeys wrong. So it was Clinton and not Zeph. So um, I think the trial of Bonjo was slightly better than Tina Kuto. So that's, that's helpful. Mm-hmm. But there was very little in it, I think. Horses travel a lot better for Clint than they do Zephyr anyway, so yeah, um, which is understandable. So, um, but yeah, I think this is a, a very interesting race. Falcon Trader, Go Go Gromit, and uh, Millivoy look like your three go forward horses. I think they've got no choice with Millivoy from that gate, but just to be aggressive and and um, and try and get over the speed. Um, it might actually be Go Go Gromit doesn't find many races without a stack of speed. It might actually be a pretty suitable map. Um, for Maddie to kick this horse out and, and, and cross them all and find the fence. And it's the type of horse I think once- Cross, crosses Falcon Trader? Potentially, yeah. Well, yeah. what Brett Pope might, they might do the old, God, we failed first up. Let's now look for cover second up. Mm-hmm. Like the old, um, I don't know, just, just basically doubt yourself when that makes no like sense the, whatsoever. Um, like the snap reaction. Yeah, snap reaction. Thing. Exactly yeah. right. It's a very common common theme. But in saying that, Gogo Gromit's also a bit of a barrier rogue and, and can miss a kick badly. And if uh, Millivoy and Craig Newitt are pretty aggressive from out there, next thing you know, it could just have to park up in behind them. But, um, yeah, it was scratched a week ago as well. It says future nom for Gogo Gromit. That seems odd, mm. um, whether that is the case or not. I'm not entirely sure. Um, but there looks to be reasonable tempo on. By this stage of the day, it's nearly 3 o'clock. The South Wesley should be in play. Um I, I do like Bonjoy um, as, as a racehorse. It's first up, first career run with Peter Nucky on was anything. And it's first up run last prep on a cold cutaway. If you go back and watch that, give that run extra credit because that cutaway was dog shit at Belmont that day. Absolutely horrid. Um, was absolutely anything. So you are relying on a horse to win from last year. There's no doubt that Clint will snag this and Clint will probably knowing Clint look for gaps, mm-hmm. I'd suggest. Um, so you are relying on one of those leaders not kicking and that's always a possibility that one of the leaders kick and you're simply too far back or Deamber gets the 1-1 and is off and going and you're cooked. But um, I think Bonjoy is the best horse here. If we see an indication they can make ground, um, that's the only horse I'm really keen to target here. Okay. Very good. Yeah, I thought, uh, well, obviously, Deamber's the, the favourite. Maps well. Uh, hasn't really done a lot wrong, to be honest. Uh, got strong Evelina form. That's the key. Uh, Desenia De form. Uh, knocked off Civvy Street and plays with fire and forever dreaming. 
Uh, its last two starts and all that form is stacked up. So I can see why the market has uh, swerved her way. Um, Just the fifty-one days. The fifty-one days is a, is a yeah. query, and price-wise, three forty. I I do like the way that Millivoy has returned for uh, my old mate Steve Wolf down in Albany. His um, trial was good. Chase home Oxbridge, who's flying down there first up, big gap. Back to third, and then I, I thought he's been a lot of form behind them yeah. in that race too. I lo- and I thought he was strong in his um, Albany second up Albany victory the other day. From eight, you probably you're right. Craig Newell's going to have to be positive on this fellow. If things work out for him, he can run a cheeky race at each way price, currently around the $14, $15 mark. But for me, it looks like a uh, Diamond's going to get the map, he's going to get the right run and ticks a lot of the boxes. And Bonjoy, the way that Clint rides, is probably just going to need that luck that you illustrated there, Terry, So to, to cut through and get last crack at him. Um, so Diamond on top for me looks the obvious one. I'm uh, – and then but Millie Voy at the price – in form, Steve's ready to bring bring a few of these horses to town now after they've sort of uh, warmed up down in Albany. I think he can run a race at a price as well. Yeah, he, he actually his his Belmont form last prep it was. in graduation company mm-hmm. was was quite good. Yep. He didn't have a lot of luck on and a couple second of in one hundred twenty five k race. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, in top in, five maybe. Yeah, in third, third third in one of those West Speed mm-hmm. uh, big West Pat's Speed. Pat Sass might have won the race. That's Jade right. McNaught. That was when he was a three year old. Yeah, mm. yeah. Yep. But uh, yeah, he did run some really good races in good company during the Belmont winter and it looks like just the way that he's progressing at the moment he's ready to come back to town and make an impact and make sure you do this is a very as I said it's a very open race yeah. a lot of ways you can go and that's why I'm just sort of targeting one if the track's suiting with how it's playing but Falcon Trader is potentially Bon Joy I think might be the best horse mm. in the race Falcon Trader might not be far from it and it was a complete forgive first up we got in a war with Bull Beck Rock This Town um, and itself. And Rock This Town has since come out and won. He actually beat Rock This Town home. So it's, um, yeah, a complete, complete forgive run. And I like Lukey Campbell going on. He's riding a lot of winners at the moment. So, um, yeah, many ways to attack this race. It's interesting with Luke Campbell watching his winners as an apprentice. He doesn't, the traditional yeah. apprentice wins. Go to the front, use your, use your claim. That's not his go. Yeah. He's Do actually you know not. Yeah, like he's this actually, is a random one. Uh, Christy Bennett. Yeah. Yeah, Christy Bennett wrote a lot of sit and sprinters compared to horses out in front. I, I don't think he's quite got his clock right uh, as a leading apprentice at the mm-hmm. moment. Sorry, as an apprentice riding from in front at the moment. However, when he's as a stalking rider, he's very effective. Yeah. Um, at the moment, lets them set the pace and yeah. knows when to pull the trigger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's sort of got his fall into not fallen. He's 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 that seems to be his one word at the moment. Um, I'd like to see him keep improving and have a bit more. Um, I don't know, versatility with his, his riding tactics. But at the moment, um, for, with a sit and stalking, he's, uh, he's chalking up the winners, which is fair enough. But uh, Falcon Schroeder from one, even with Luke on board, you're right, that might even suit jockey and trainer if they don't lead. So, uh, Well, I'd like to – I wish – I'd love to know that because yeah. um, if that was the case, I'd be very happy to have something on uh, Gogo Gromit. I'd probably shorten your one a little bit as well, Millivoy, yeah. um, who I was about $12 actually. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's probably one of the very few overs in the market. But I'll tell you what, if you do – find out they are going to sit Falcon Trader. It should mean Gogo Gromit finds the fence and leads, and I don't think it's found the fence and led for quite a while because yeah. it, A, it doesn't step, and B, it finds races with a stack of speed. So, um, yeah, very interesting runner. I'd also like a proper clarification why it was scratched a week ago, though. So it's a race with a lot of questions. I just – just backing the horse I like the most. Okay. Let's take, let's take a break. Chris Parnham, he's trying to uh, make his way into the Mastermind Hall of Fame. Can he do it? He takes on Toby Dunn after the break. 
Okay, BJ, it is now time for the much-anticipated mm. Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind Competition Bonanza Finale. This is big well, enough. Finale. It's big. Finale for Chris. Yeah, it's big. It's big. Yeah, it's massive. It's a moment. Two men. It's a real moment. One of them got signed to Hong Kong on the back of that. <laughs> yeah. On the back of his mastermind. Yeah, that's right. They were calling. Big offers. Yeah. They couldn't get ripcords. They said, give us Jay Rooney instead. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. This is the uh, the nursery of the stars here mm. at the uh, the one one W Racing a million podcast. Dollar <laughs> mastermind. Mastermind, of course, is uh, brought to you by the Mundaring Hotel which has been the heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. Uh, it's the place to be, definitely with the uh, the sun out up there on the big deck. Uh, make sure if you do swing past the Mundaring, say good day to Ian Butchie O'Connor, the home of Younger Lass up there. And, of course, we were just talking to Grant Williams and they hosted the Williams Racing Christmas Party up there recently. So it's, uh, it's a tremendous venue and um, we just uh, ask all our one one supporters to go up there and uh, spend some time at the Mundaring because uh, you'll never look back. So we've got a big occasion here. Chris Parnham, he's won four straight. He's looking to make it fifth. Our fifth straight win will put him in the Hall of Fame alongside Jay Rooney and today's challenger, Toby Dunn, Guru. So we better bring him in. Chris, welcome back. Yeah, thanks for having us back, boys. Uh, you've, you've been flying on the uh, on the podcast and in the saddle. Uh, of course, you're riding Queen Alina in the Perth Cup, so wishing you all the best in the big one on Monday. Yeah, thank you. Um, I think it's a lot chance, so yeah, hopefully we can get a bit of luck. Absolutely. So have you given yourself a chance to think about what it would be like to be a mastermind Hall of Famer, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> um, not really, to be honest, but... Don't want to get sure ahead of yourself. Be a great honor. Yeah, uh, that's smart. The reason. <laughs> that's smart. That's smart. Well, Just take it one question well, at a time. Well, that's I'll all you can do. We'll have to update his Wikipedia page after mm. this. I think. No, I'm, in, I'm in Hall. Of, I'm in the Hall of Fame if I'm win today. Am I? That's yeah. correct. Yes. Yeah. So joining in the Hall of Fame, Jay Rooney and Toby Dunn, and that is a tremendous segue. And you're going to have to knock them both off to get there, yeah, though. Yeah, and yeah. then you become one of the gladiators. That's as well. right. Yeah, mm. yeah, Vulcan down the bottom of the travelator. So that's a great segue because we better bring in today's challenger, one of our favourite guests here at the One One. It's Toby Tobias Dunn. G'day, Toby. Hello, boys. It's good to be back again, defending from a from also a worthy opponent. <laughs> You're not, like you're not convinced. Goes, I like the way he goes about it. I like, no, I like the way he goes about it. Okay, you said you'd say you didn't sound like you were convinced he was a worthy opponent. <laughs> you're throwing some barbs early, Toby. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta talk it up. Talk a big guy. I ran to Toby at the races on uh, on Sunday, and he was very nervous. Actually, mm, I think he's been. Barely. I think he's been pretty impressed with. I don't uh, reckon with, anyone's been humming this strongly since maybe Rooney during his run. I haven't seen anyone this. I don't know. I, I always feel unbeatable. I feel like only bad luck beats Chris today. <laughs> You'll have to get held up for a run. I reckon. That's the only way I see him getting done. Hey, Toby, before uh, I know you'll be too sooky after you lose, who's your tip for the cup? Give us a quick tip for the cup on uh, on Monday. Uh, oh, Casino 17. It's really hard to beat. It's not very great. Try again. Um, oh, JD, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck um, off. I, didn't want I was just hoping he didn't bring that up today. Uh, oh, but, uh, dear yeah. me. Okay. Uh, that wasn't what Terry was looking nah, for. No, that's not what I was looking for. But anyway, let's get rolling. Okay. 
Boys. Can we hear Toby well enough? Yeah, I think yep. t- I think we've got uh, Tobes. Toby, you speak up. We're, there's just some yeah. minor issues there. We don't want there to be any uh, any stewards, uh, any any he's oh, remarkable well, lucky yeah. grey business yeah. post this. Hashtag press yeah. stewards. I make sure you yell my name 50 times every time I want to answer. All right. All right. All right. So, fellas, your names are your buzzers to be crowned this week's mastermind. You'll need to be the first to answer three questions correctly. Is it back to me? Yep. All right. Challenger, are you ready? I'm ready. Mastermind, are you ready? I'm ready. Three, two, one. Who am I? My five-year racing career began in 2016, amassing 49 starts for over $2 million in prize money, including bonuses. I took my owners on a serious journey, winning black type races both in Perth and in Melbourne. Unfortunately, however, most owners were unable to watch my most famous success live. Toby. Have a Gino. Chris has got the whole lot here. Deary me. Uh, my, My owners were unable to watch my most famous success live in Melbourne due to COVID-19 restrictions. My local black type career had an international feel to it with both the flying Frenchman Matthew Autier and UK-born Lee Newman winning feature races aboard me. William Pike, Lucy Warwick and Jamie Carr with the other three hoops to be aboard uh, for my black Chris. Gaddy. Oh, very good. You didn't have to go that early either. You had a few more lines. Uh, it was. Yeah, Gaddy. I was just making sure. Just trying to prove that he is a worthy winner. <laughs> What's the rest of the question? Uh, sadly, I had to be euthanized uh, when defending my biggest success, the Group One Maccabi Diva Stakes, after fracturing a shoulder early in the race. While I may not have been the best horse of the century, I do know that my owners had the ball of the century. <laughs> Very good. Love it. Uh, so, Chris is, Chris is up. One zip. All right. One zip. Good early go, though, from yeah. Tobes. Yeah. 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 He knows to get in early. He launched. That's his strength. Uh, okay. Bearing in mind, fellas, there are three black type races at Ascot this Monday. So, name the only trainer to have saddled up winners of the Perth Cup, Latrice Classic, and Summer Scorcher. That's a good question. Three. Toby. Topes. Toby. I'll say, I'll say Neville Parnham. Incorrect. Chris for the steal. Chris. Three. Two. Uh, one. David Harrison. Close. The correct answer is Adam Durant. He's the only one to have trained all uh, winners question, of all BJ. three races. Thank that's, you, a, that's actually a point for you. I think I should, I think oh, hang on, I pressed the wrong button. That should have been the correct one. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know if that's right. Oh, oh hang on, it's a quarry. I actually reckon Dad's won all three. I double, I triple check that. Oh, uh, yeah. well, who are the three runners? Uh, who are the winners of each? Of uh, uh, Neville's. I couldn't think of a Latrice winner, but I just I think Fortune Street won a Latrice. Oh, oh, hang on, oh. hang on. Here we go. This Thanks, is Chris. great I stuff. I reckon, Toby, if, if if Chris is right here and it's called a successful process, it's a double it's pointer a double point and up. that's three zip. It's all over. Hang on. 
I'm positive I triple checked that because I knew there was. Oh, such a great question yeah. too, and I've given you the winner yeah. button You're and everything. To, you might have to back, ding yeah. in. Yeah. Oh, you might get the sad wah wah button. I'd suggest. <laughs> What horse are we looking at? Oh, look, you look at my internet's just crashed. This oh, okay. is good podcasting. All right, give us just- just. Fortune just, Street, one on the Go on. Did it really? What it says here. Fortune's Street. Hang on, my- Streak. It's going to say this is Motley before my didn't, time. Didn't Toby say number one? Toby, yeah. who did you say? Yeah, he said number one. Toby did. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> this is not good. <laughs> Hang on. How long ago was this? Uh, I think it said early 2000. 2003. Are you sure, Toby? I'm looking at it right now. If you look up Fortune Street, you reset your thing to go back to the yeah, first. Yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing the old reset now. I'm looking at the Racing Australia uh, website. It doesn't go back to nice. 2003. First of the first, Latrice, Paddy Carberry on a firm toe. Oh, no. <laughs> so, Toby actually gets that Toby's one right. Toby's got the question right. Yeah. Oh, dear. Oh, that's super, Toby. That's showing his class. That's why he's on the mountain. That's right. I love that. Apologies for that. I love that. All right, we've got one all. Hang on. One all. No, <laughs> in fairness, it does. Racing Australia, no, where I get no, all my information you can stuff from. your sorries in a stack, DJ. It only goes back to 2005. Well, <laughs> bizarre. Hold on. Hold on. I'm positive. It's just- I've got it here in front of me. There you go. Latrice Fortune Straight first. Paddy Cabri, half a length. Barrier 12. Good steer. Yeah, I don't know. Locked in the 1-1, one, one, I'd say. Anyway. All right. <laughs> one all. Good teamwork from you two as well. You've uh, you've done the quiz master. Dummy. That's a rarity. I knew oh. all that, but I still didn't get the question right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, uh, I'm going to lodge an inquiry myself with uh, Racing Australia. All right, no, 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 one all. That. Here we go. Two jockeys are chasing a fourth Perth Cup win on Monday. William Pike is one. Who is the other? Toby. Tobes. William Pike and Jason Whiting. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Jerry, mate. Uh, correct. <laughs> Jay- he's lodged a successful protest and now he's gone bang, bang, yeah. taking the lead. <laughs> uh, Jason Whiting is one on King Canute, Respect and Gyno. So he'll be yeah, going he for have been should have been four as well. Dart Musket should have won a pair. <laughs> <at some> point, <laughs> two, one, two, one to Tobes. All right. Galaxy under the 59. That's right. Uh, all right. So, okay. Name the last... Oh, hang on, start again. Name the brother and sister that are both Summer Scorcher winning jockeys. Toby. Tobes. Joey has a party and Chloe has a party. Chris, Chris for the for steal. The steal. Uh, Jerry and Jared. Uh, Jerry and Jared. <laughs> <laughs> it was basically a 50 50, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Jerry and Jared. I went the same way as you, don't worry, Toby, when we did a little uh, practice run before Uh, we started. Very good. Uh, Two all. Two all. Two all with a protest upheld. Grandstand finish. Oh, this is huge. I'm glad we got the protest upheld now because that would have been very controversial. It was post-race. But it's all worked out well. (laughs) It's all part of the theatre. I love theatre. Two all. Here we go, guys. This is it. This is the moment. All right. Name the last horse to win. The Ted Van Hempst Perth Cup double. Toby. Toby. Oh. Three, two, one. Delicacy. Now or never. Delicacy. Delicacy. He's done it. He's done it. 
Jeez, he got his name in there and then thought about it. Oh, yeah. That's that's tactics. Yeah, isn't it? yeah, that's very good. That's Toby dangerous. Dunn off the canvas. Protest. Too strong. Everything. Too Protest strong. And uh Chris Parnham falls agonizingly short of the Mastermind Hall of Fame. But what a run. What a run. What and a he's, run. he's actually assisted the winner with the um with the helping of the protest as well. By figuring out the horse, it's just. Tre- I almost it is tremendous. I I don't know. I want to award two medals, BJ. I'm not, the, I'm not that type of person, you know. But I'd love to award two medals here. But now nah, that's a uh, that's a cracking battle. That is fantastic. Worthy. Two of the best. Worthy. Um, Chris, mate, thanks for all your time. We always appreciate um, how uh, how giving you are when it comes to the one one. So thank you very much. You'll good. get your vouchers now as well. Yes, that's right. I've seen Butchie. Yeah, beautiful. We're all good to go. We're all loaded up. Well, you would have sent those out last week, straight up. <laughs> Now he's getting a bit now he's getting a bit mouthy. Toby. Let us know when we're heading up there, Chris. I wouldn't mind a stoke. Yeah, very good. Yeah, Got four hundred dollars to burn up there, mate. And um best of luck on Monday in the cup. But uh Toby Dunn, Hall of Famer, Mount Rushmore, it's just you and Rooney. How does it feel, mate? Back on top. It feels good, it feels good to I've now defended the title twice. You know, I, I feel like Jay, Jay really let the team down but that's all right. We're not all perfect. He, he did have his mind in, in Hong Kong, and, and that's fine. But but I'll always be here to defend that title. <laughs> <laughs> Deary me. Deary me. Uh, tremendous stuff. Uh, Toby, Chris, thank you very much. All the best, and uh, we'll catch up with you guys on Monday. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. All right, we're back. This is the uh, the back end of our Perth Cup Day preview. We just had the, a tremendous mastermind. Toby Dunn knocked off Chris Parnham in the final stride. A bit of controversy, but um, yeah, like Chris made it. It was a great run by Chris. Four in a row, knocked off late, misses out on the Hall of Fame, but he's a Hall of Famer in our eyes, too. 100% he is. Yeah. He's going to make amends here, I reckon, in the Moom Champagne Handicap Whoa. anyway. Very good. He's riding, of course, number six, Secret Attraction, last start winner for uh, Donna Riordan in those famous Cerise and White colours. She's going right. Yeah. Donna's, there's been a lot of, I think people have battled a little bit. A few different trainers have battled uh, with the Cerise and White runners. I don't think it's they've got the same stock they once did as well, which makes it harder. And obviously being compared to who we spoke to earlier, Grant mm. Nalana. Um, but Donna's doing really well. Diamond Seam we'll talk about later in the in the Perth Cup. Um, that exceeded expectations, this preparation, obviously. Um, and Secret Attraction, I think, should have a far better record than what it reads on paper for the seven starts and the two wins. Um, probably should have won the Oaks, the mm-hmm. Belmont Oaks. I thought Michael Poy is just not the right jockey um, for this type of horse. I think he got a bit lost. Thought he was, thought he was pikey. I think he just, yeah, I think he just got a bit lost on the horse. If you if you watch Chris Parnham from Barrier Nine last start, he showed a little bit of intent out the gates. Um, found the one one, and then the horse never really looked like losing. Like it, it, and if you watch Braden Gayeth's maiden win on this same horse, that's how he rode it. Then he landed one one. The horse actually has the gate speed. You don't have to snag it. Poi jumped from seven um, as a four dollar favorite, and he just wanted to be last. He wanted to be last the fence. Like and that, it was just a yeah. Anyway, did Adam, we, have, did Adam have this horse? Uh, potentially, because yeah. Clint was committed to. He did, yeah. Because I remember, I think Adam talked this horse up quite a yep. bit actually last last preparation. Now, Clint Pike was its closing in, and Clint yep. was committed to something else. Yeah, from memory. Yeah. Or it could have just been that Poi got the ride in the Oaks because Clint had another ride. I can't remember. Yeah, it escapes me. He was on Noteworthy, CJP. Noteworthy, there you go. Noteworthy yep. was a 460 pop. Yep. Secret Attraction was a $31 pop. Yeah. 
Yeah, understandable. So, a uh, bit dirty last start uh, about Secret Attraction because I, I did really – I thought it was a horse wherever mm. it went next start, I'd have a good result on it. Did, you just, I, not, um, did you just not think it would be that I just positive? didn't like the last 200. Yeah. Even when Poi got out uh, midweek, I was like, oh, I was just a little bit concerned. And then exactly right, I, I was a bit worried about the map yeah. as well. Um, but I think now that Chris has got the blueprint for that, he can go, oh, I can I can pop this out here and look for the back of Nod and Smile or Royal Gap or whoever comes across. And there isn't a huge amount of um, – there isn't a huge amount of speed um, that'll settle um, in, a, in a similar spot. There's a lot of back markers with sort of all my money. Pagey's turn, awesome chatter. It can land closer, but it's just yeah. not stepping at all. I love your smile gets back, flare and the wing gets back. San Fabrizio will try and land closer, but again, it's not stepping. And Oliver had to absolutely ride its ears off to get to the breeze last start. But um, I just think... I'm always wary of missing out on one that I was following, but I don't want to miss out again on a horse that I think with 56 and a half in a 60 plus is nowhere near her mark. Um, I think she's a potential, I don't know, who knows if she's next year a Perth Cup horse potentially type thing, but I, I just think there's a, um, yeah, there's a lot more growth in her, in her rating. Got the so. pedigree for it anyway, as uh, all Bob's do, I suppose, but yeah. Exactly right. And Chris is riding a lot of winners at the moment. I'm, 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 I'm quite confident with Chris in the saddle. Um, yeah, it just is. She is just an absolute standout to me. Plenty of respect for Don Smile if they can lead. Uh, missed the kick badly again last start. Very hard horse to follow. I understand that. But the run was still huge. Yeah. Like considering that. I can't believe it. I, 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 I looked away. And oh, it's, it's no hope. Yeah. And then it, it was no hope though. Yeah. That's the thing. But it still got And somehow close, it was beaten 1.3. Yeah. So, I mean, the key here is um, – Craig knew it, and I, I. To be honest, now I've done me done me down it twice in a row. If it creeps out to eight nine dollars, I will save. Yeah. Um, on nod and smile purely for the fact that it's got to be a reasonable chance here of finding the front. The blinkers have come off, which I presume they hope will uh, help it be more fluent out of the machines. Yeah. But my my thing is, I do think even if it does find the front and secret attraction stalks it, I think secret gets it still. Yeah. So that's that's the big thing for me. So um, plenty of respect for San Fabrizio. Its runs have been good without much luck from the gates. Um, I just don't think it's as good as the market continually um, suggests. Even last prep, I, I think it's a nice horse. I think it's, it's a horse that can win this race um, with some luck. But I think that Secret I, Attraction- I'd actually like to see San Fabrizio maybe- Go into a higher rated race with less weight. Yes, I think 100%. I reckon that might be the key. Hundred percent. What's best run this uh, campaign was its first up run in the sixty six plus rather than the sixty where it carried three less. Yep. So it was comfortably its best run against the better horses too. So yep. I just think Secret Attraction's a better horse than San Fabrizio. They're mapped very similar, and we get two and a half kilos less with Secret yeah, Attraction. Yeah, and with you, so. this stands out like the proverbial. Yeah, this is me. the old dog's baller for the day. I reckon. So yep. um, yeah, pretty keen to be on a lot is of this, the others. Is this a good old fashioned Cerise and White Phil? Girl. I hope so. We haven't had many of those in recent times, <laughs> no, have we? No. We haven't had many in recent times. So the current market after it's pretty bang on. I'm sort of 270 secret attraction. Could have got it shorter. Um, then about six bucks or so, sand and nod. Speak to me at 750 coming out, one of the worst class ones of all time. Flower in the Wind was a nice run. Cripper's Maddie. It was lucky Cripper's Maddie. Cripper's exactly Maddie, right. yeah. Uh, he got annoyed at me. I didn't mention he's uh, he's mad. He's been in good nick since he's been on during the carnival. So there's his <laughs> shout out. Um, we, might have to, we might have to start a new service. Cri yeah, <laughs> Cripper's Maddie's. A little picture of his head blowing off or something. <laughs> I'll do the artwork for that. That'll be good. Um, I do think Flower of the Wind will get better with, with Trip, but I do think it was also lucky that it found a race where five of them got held up for a run yeah. and it was a beneficiary of a, a good Stevie Pan ride. I love your smile. Isn't going to win one. All my money just 
isn't the horse I hoped it was when I loaded it two starts ago. <laughs> Royal Gap's overs in my market. I, I'm not going to back it because I can't back them all. But um, Royal Gap, if Nod and Smile misses it again, it'll find the fence. And that's that's huge over 1,800 metres here. So uh, awesome chatter. Keep following. It will win a race um, in the country somewhere very soon, going super. Just probably ends up three of the fence here. And um, Paige's turn, huge money first up, mm. which doesn't usually – meaning the money will come second up again. So, uh, yeah, secret attraction for me, very keen, and I will get my money back, not in smile, just so I don't hate life if it yeah. does happen to lead and win after very, night. Very, large very keen secret attraction as well. Yeah. I must say, just on speak to me, it's oh, great to see those red and white Giordresco colours in action again. Pete was a... Pete Giedresco was a major player for a long time uh, down, in, uh, down in Bunbury and um, with his sons, Quentin and Matt. They uh, train win- many, many winners, lots of big race winners in those colours and um, looks like he's got a handy handy enough horse there with Pike on. It's won, it's won two of its last four, so it's just good to see Pete back in the game, training winners again and, uh, and um, yeah, just strengthening up that, uh, that Bunbury training contingent. So good to see a good trainer uh, back saddling up runners again. Race six, the first of our features, it's the Mrs. Max Latrice Classic. Group three, 1,800 metres for the Phillies and Mayors, set weights and penalties, and this is the fourth, the last leg of the four-race feature classic series, the traditional annual event there where we've got the Jungle Mist, the Jungle Dawn, the Star Truck, Starstruck, and now the Latrice. Terry? The first one that's worth 200 as well, I think. The yeah, other one's worth 125. Yeah, this is right. group three. Group yeah. three, correct. Interesting how that works, isn't it? It's like you stick on long enough, we'll reward you with a slightly higher purse. Um, Mate, if you go – I mean, we'd, this is a touchy subject because we went back through the uh, <laughs> the history of the race in the Mastermind, but there has been some very good mares win this race. It's, yeah. it's been class, class mares have won this race. Belle Bazaar was a railway stakes winner. Impressive journey. Uh, Rosie Rocket, the mother – Justin Warwick, the mother of uh, Kiss on All Fortunes. Elite Bell won a Latrice. Uh, Cosmic Storm, I'm Feeling Lucky, Celebrity Dream, Perfect Jewel, Dance, Music, and El Safino won last year and gone on t- and uh, went on to run second in the railway. So, all that. Um, so, Butchie's going to win next year's railway? Potentially. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's what I'm trying I to read between the lines. Grant Williams basically said that actually yeah, earlier. He did. So, uh, but yes, younger, younger last. Yeah, a bit worried. I, I, so. You were just telling me off air before, Grant was saying on air uh, on Tab Radio, I presume, during the week that- This morning. Um, she's working great, but her her manners at the track and behind the gates have been a bit-, been pro- tip- She's been getting progressively more uh, cantankerous. Yeah, um, I understand. Um, pre-race and, and milling behind the gates. And I think that's kind of why, which led to her missing it for Oliver- in the starstruck. Mm. However, Pike going on can't be underestimated. Cannot be underestimated. I think it's oh, I just think Pike Ooh-hoo-hoo. going on is worth absolutely anything. I, I'm surprised by the price. I thought we'd just see four dollars here. Like I thought we would just see four dollars. And, and and to be honest, it's sort of a blessing because now it allows us, um, because I'll obviously be making good decisions at this stage of the day. <laughs> um, on the Perth Cup day with the optimistic two races away. But I can go watch her in the yard, which I have no idea about. So in other words, I'll go and find Toby and say, What's is that good or bad? Um, before deciding, have a look at the the pattern to some degree. Yeah, I guess. she was she was actually quite naughty the other day yeah okay. and, and the start before she was a little bit as well. she went all right yeah she went good she yep. didn't go too bad yep. so and and we talk about pie courses and oliver this is no knock on oliver i'd get lynched if i knocked oliver mm. but um i just think pike on this horse even from oliver is worth lengths is worth absolutely lengths and 
what's fascinating, we'll get to the speed map in a moment, but her two biggest dangers in my book and the market are obviously Rusty Dreams and Go Bella, mm. um, who was a super win off seven days. I loaded whole enchantment last week. How did I get beaten by Go yeah, Bella? Unreal. Like, Go Bella never usually runs anything strong past 1800. That was the only horse I was interested in backing really all day was Holy Enchantment. Like, in the run, you're going, you beauty, aren't you? Yeah. Playhouse Patron found trouble. The leaders were all just cooking each other. I left the race Brad course immediately after, after Oh, race. my God. I just couldn't believe it. It's just, yeah, I, w- I had a bit of a larger crack than intended um, at that one. That's probably why Gobella found the length. Yeah. Um, but anyway, they've drawn eight and nine. Younger's in 11. Now, there's not much speed here, and I reckon Chris – I don't think there's a spot for Chris on speed. I said this last start and Damien Lane found the 1-1. One, one. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I think if Rusty does look for a spot, it may end up in the breeze. Um, it may be able to win from the breeze. It may be able to go at the 1800. They go that slowly and that, that'll be fine. Um, but I just think Pike, as ugly as 11 of 11 looks, when you've got Go Bella in nine, who will be ridden cold and take off at the 600, maybe earlier if they're going slower. Um, and Rusty Dreams, who I think will look for a spot midfield, may not find one, who knows. I just think being able to stalk those two with the way it's set up, with Pikey back in the saddle, um, if she's happy and on her best manners pre-race, I, I like her here. I think she's she's my favourite, actually. Mm. So that's that's how I'm approaching it. Um, I think a lot of people will say, well, hang on a minute, where's the speed? Then this is a race. If you give me an obvious leader who has the capabilities to, to nick it, it's over the 1800. It's not a, a distance, which is traditionally very well set up for swoopers. That's with right. ugly start early. Yeah. Um, but it just, I found it so hard to find a leader I could have any trust in. I, I almost reckon they'll try and um, sit on fine touch because it's going so poorly. Like I almost just think they change might change. It up. Yeah, it might yeah. change. Forever Dreaming. Up to the eighteen hundred jumps probably as well as nearly all of these, but they will not want to lead at eighteen hundred. So if it does lead, they'll go fifteen lengths below benchmark. So the horse that I think should lead, and it'll be interesting if the stable consider this as well. It probably jumps as well as anything here as it's closing in. Mm. Um, it won last prep at the mile. Pikey led, it didn't want to, but it won really softly. It's not come back at its best at all, um, like a lot of the yard in fairness. Um, probably not going as well uh, as they'd like, but what a great opportunity over 1,800 they turned a bit of a They've turned a bit of a corner recently. They have a little bit, yeah. They have a little bit, yep. Harmika was a really good win and, and nice ride from Clint. Um, but... Yeah, I think it's closing in's one that's got the capabilities going forward. And I, I just don't think it's – I'm just not sure it's going well enough to happily back it, but it could be the the speed in the race. But either way, it's going to be a very slowly run race, um, and that does worry me. So um, I'll be making sure that ground can be made because if ground can't be made, this could be a bit like – did you watch the races yesterday? Did you see Rip It Sideways lead? Actually, I didn't watch that race. Okay, though. Rip It Sideways led. There was a mate, one of the worst maidens of all time. Wolfman started at fifty, so that's yep. an indication of how bad the race was. Wolfman goes fine, but very thin. And I was ho- I backed a horse called Lee by example each way, and I was hoping from the wide gate in a race with no speed, they would just be the ones that take it up on a leader bias day. I thought they will be the ones for sure. They'll look at this. There's no speed. They've drawn wide. The horse jumps well enough. Just wanted to be last, like desperate to be last. The only horse that wanted to lead that race was Rivet Sideways. It will never win another race, Rupert Sideways. It is an absolute goat, but you can win races on map. And that's what a horse like it's closing in or something could do here. Mm. Um, you have to just – you have to show some some nuts. Who has actually, who has actually can, even led before? Uh, Bandolero. Bandolero? Leaders back maybe type thing. Um, Megami has led, but they're not going to no. change it up. No. Um, someone just has to has to own it. The bottom two don't jump, Kira no. Jewel and Ecstasy of Gold. So – 
Yeah, maybe maybe uh, if I was a fine touch owner or connection, I'd be saying lead again. We lead just got to find form. Yeah. Like this is a great race to lead. Um, we're not going shit because we're leading. We're going shit because we're not right. So yeah. I'd still be saying lead and roll, which will set it up for the backmarkers. But there's a chance that if it's closing in or forever dreaming are left in front, they go 20 lengths below bench. Because Rusty, if it does end up forward, it'll just be a very slow race. They'll try and go closer on Jadavi because it's been failing. Without doubt, they'll try and get it a, a few pairs closer. Um, yeah. The map's, yeah, crucial. very interesting. Yeah. Very crucial. But it's it's very questionable what's out in front compared to those horses at the back, how well Go Bella, Rusty, and, and Yonga are going. Like, there's such a different class gap. So, I needed an... Yeah, if there's, if there was an, a leader in this who I thought was three lengths off there, I'd back it. Yeah, but I'm not sure if there is. Mm. If there was a tactical announcement that's closing in, that would probably get me for a save. Interesting, very interesting. Mm. Um, yeah, I'll be cheering for for younger. I don't, I don't know about two thirty five rusty dreams, three ten younger, and I can see why they they stand out, mm. um, and the market reflects that. This this horse is hard to catch. Uh, I just I like the riding change, and I think it's going well. But it runs into a lot of trouble a lot. Megami, it's another horse that it's its own worst enemy. Got held up crucial stage was all over the place uh, last week uh, behind Civvy Street and Forever Dreaming. Jared sort of went inside. It's got to get blocked for a runner to angle back out again. Was only beaten one point five on the line. Megami ran well in Oaks lead-ups last preparation. She's got a bit of class about her. Um, they've taken the Norton bit off. Ike, Brad Parnham on, but she's going to be back uh, in front of Yonga. With, maybe yeah. With? You, I didn't try to overthink that aspect yeah. of it. Pikey, so, there's a big chance Pikey just goes back last offence looks for runs. Yeah, I think, I think Megami is one at double figures, which has the mm-hmm. class to, to make an impact in this race if you wanted to look for something not single figures. Yeah, 100%. It's just that map thing again. Yep. You're always saying, well, can Yonga, Megami outsprint Yonga, Yonga Lass? And yep. I'm not saying it can't, actually. I am I think on their days, Yonga Lass is going to be a better horse than Megami, but perhaps it might be Megami might be the one more peaking in its preparation. So, yeah, yeah. 1,800 as well. $3 yeah. Yonga, $4 Rusty Dream, six fifty Go Bella. So, um, yeah, current market. So, I'll be hoping to have yeah. something. Yonga and money back Go Bella is, is the thought process, but, yeah, sticky. Sticky. All right. Good luck, Butch. Witten's Irrigation and Design. They're the irrigators of choice for the West Australian racing industry. Owner-operator Craig Witten has extensive experience working on racetracks across this great state, especially in his role as irrigation technician on the hallowed turf at Ascot and Belmont Park. Craig and his team also specialise in designing and delivering projects for commercial thoroughbred and standardbred racing properties. Check out Witten's Irrigation and Design on Instagram and Facebook and get in touch with Craig. So whether it's racetrack, residential or commercial, water wisely with Witten's. Race 7, the Furphy Summer Scorcher, uh, listed 1,000 metre race. The listed races are usually handicapped as 90 pluses. This one is an 86 plus. Yeah, but the few that are uh, old Songer, a 68 Raider, and Wild Bell, a 74. I, I usually would be like, well, that's a very odd decision when you could go to ratings and go bang, bang, bang. But you've got, what have we got here? What's this one called? You've got the Summer Scorcher, you've got the Andretti, you've got the Cyril Flower, and, and you've got the Scenic Blast. So if you do cop that big whack of points, you're a big chance in all four. Yeah. 
So, and they're basically getting double the prize money or nearly double the prize money. So, I get it to some degree, especially with Wild Bella Horse, who I think they've got. Um, She's going to be a limited racing career, I think, for yeah, Wild Bella, potentially. Yeah, yeah exactly right. Yeah. And then Luke's sort of shown over the journey as well. If he thinks the horse is good enough, he's happy to get the points and get him straight into good company. Um, obviously, I think- Not limited talent-wise. I just don't know how sound Wild Bell is. That's yeah, she's been off for nearly, what, eight months, nine months yeah. type thing, nine months. So, um, any, so, anything that sort of capital flight and below, capital flight, cut the talk, land of valence, moi choua, songa, wild bell, any, any of those win this race, they'll jump from their current rating to a rating of 90. 90. Yep. Unless wild bell wins by seven, she'll jump to about a 92. Yeah. I tell, I, and also wild bell uh, being a four-year-old mare, good black type for her. I can get that. Yep. Songa, I heard Mitchell Pateman on the radio this morning saying that he wants to try and get this horse into a bluff knoll. Okay. So, and to do so, he needs to prove itself uh, at this level. So, this is a uh, bigger picture mission for Songa. So, but, um, but anyway, then those other horses are uh, have obviously seeing that this isn't the best summer scorcher, so they thought they might as well have a dip. Yeah, well, this this series always is a little bit thinner. Uh, we were hoping to have Halatorian sort of going for this series, but Halatorian nice race for a good for an inform Halla, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would, would be a great series for yeah. an inform Halla, but unfortunately, Halatorian's for forgotten how to beat a horse home. Um, but no, this this is a fascinating race. I I have very little confidence here. I. Um, I think the speed map is a really interesting one. I, I suspect Cut the Talk will cross and lead. Um, Land of Valence will be ridden aggressively to try and get to the breeze. Wild Bell has the potential fresh to try and come across to the breeze with Cut the Talk. But it isn't a horse with an abundance of gate speed at times as well. Like we saw it ridden Wild cold Bell. in a yeah, yeah. In Placid Arc. So um, it could end up anywhere in the map, to be honest. And I think a lot of people are going to say, oh, Real Danger is going to map probably 1-1, one, one, New Beauty. Real Danger's got four horses under it that jump the same. Yeah. Like Barrier 5 is basically like drawing wide. And Real Danger's a nice horse and everything, but Real Danger's just a horse. Like this is its level. It's right on its level here. Like it's it'll probably pinch one of these feature race series. This could definitely be the one. Um, I'm not against backing it here if the price was right, but it's, it's just a horse. Like it's just at a certain level. Like – I don't think there's very much between Gemma's son, who's back from the east, um, Itzerado, who's got the bars on, yep. um, Real Danger, and, and Ghost Two Walks. Yep. Um, but Ghost Two Walks is drawn wide. Itzerado's got the bar on. Real Danger, price-wise, probably doesn't get me at that, and, and it's that draw is stickier than it looks on paper. You'd probably be wanting something like $5 Real Danger, wouldn't you? And yeah, yeah, well, I was four fifty. Yeah. That's the thing. And I think with Pike on, I would have would have probably considered $5, knowing yeah. he just gets things right. Yeah. Um, and Gemma's son was the other one. I just don't think there's much between them at all. Mm. So I find it struggle. I struggle to split those. So it's then you take a flyer on Wild Bell, but I'm like three sixty for a horse first up for nine months doesn't map that obviously. Who is still twelve points out of its grade? Mm. Well, I can't take that either. But it deserves for me. It does deserve equal favoritism with Real Danger, but the price is probably a bit thin. So no, nothing for me at this stage. I, I'm funny, funny old race. Isn't yeah, it? The, the yeah. thing I'm going to probably do. I expect. Drawing barrier nine with the apprentice who isn't going to claim with the big weight. I reckon goes two walks. I think open seven. I reckon bet fair will be 20 late. It's my feel. I was about to say something very similar. It's trial was – I'm just going to – it's a good race probably not to bet in at all, but I, I can see by this stage of the day the southwesterly kicking up, probable three wide line. Um Ghost two walks was – it was a, it was under hard riding, but there was no shades on and it was a it was an elite trial. It's – it carried one kilo less than Hot Zed. So while you go, the weight's going to stop it here. It's like, well, if Hot Zed had one kilo more here, it'd probably be favourite with and the 60. Neville. 
And Neville, Neville. Jack, and and Keshaw rides his horse brilliantly. So I tell this you what, will only drift in the market. The only thing that I'm not backing it at nine bucks. The only thing that something must have gone wrong with Ghost, Ghost of Walks because it ran second in the Reeves and uh, didn't press on to the other ones. And well, yeah, either that or Neville's a little bit smarter. So it's only seven fifty, sir. I'm definitely not taking seven fifty. Yeah, double I figures. Think, I think my price is eight dollars or yeah. nine dollars. So I'm, but I'm just I'm almost certain you see a wild drift here. Um, but he's, maybe he, Neville was smart enough and just yeah. said, hang on, there's four 90 pluses. We could go bang, 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 bang and win one or two of those. Mm. And this horse is just continues to exceed um, expectations. Every prep, he comes back better. Yep. Every prep. 100%. So double figures, goes to walks on the drift. If it doesn't drift, I'm not having a cent on. Okay. Yeah. But I'm expecting this will be the wild drifter. Yeah. Like, I think there'll be money. I think real danger, Wild Bell will stay firm in the market. Gemma Sun, I doubt, gets much longer than the seven or so. I think that's um, a reasonable price. I was 650. It's a ray day. I was about nine. Um, bars on. I wonder if the bars were on the trial because mm-hmm. the trial was good. Uh, and cut the torque while it's also out of its grade. Those last two runs have been really impressive as an on speeder in races dominated off speed. Um, and it probably finds a fence. So I understand the money that's come for it this morning as well. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm predicting a ghost who walks drift, but. Who knows? Ghost Who Walks was the one for me. I was, I was quite taken with that trial. Uh, Real Danger will run well. She she looks well placed. She's coming back. First up with Pike on board, gets uh, ticks a lot of boxes there. She will run well. Uh, but I think this if, is a great series for yeah. her. This is placement A1 for Real Danger. Like you just, if you draw Barry 10 in the next one, you probably can't win. Yeah. But if you draw Barry 1 in the next one, you probably will win. Yeah. Like she's the one you give her four throws at this stumps. She'll definitely win one, might win two. Okay. Yeah. And she, uh, Ghost Who Walks beat her in the Bofine, pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, and there's then a, there's a weight. And again, there's weight swings in go, uh, Real Dangerous Favour. So that's why yeah. everything points to a Ghost Who Walks drift. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, we'll wait for that. Mm. We'll, wait, we'll wait for that. All right. Race. Here we go. We're moving into the, the big one. Race eight. The Tab Touch Perth Cup, $1 million up for grabs here over the 2,400 metres. Pity it's not 3,200 metres, but that's a discussion for another day. If it was two miles and be optimistic, would be odds on, surely. But uh, Guru, have you, had, have you had dreams this week about lifting the Perth Cup trophy aloft? I dreamed a dream, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've set my alarm incorrectly. Um, How good. How, I'm so happy for you. And uh, just to... Yeah, just have a runner in a Perth Cup and to have a chance as well. Currently, I'm excited eight, about the crowd. Eight dollars fifty. Um, Casino seventeen currently with the purple. Three dollars. New Marion four sixty. Zoom on eight dollars. Be optimistic eight fifty. And then we've got the Pierce Brothers Black Fantasy Queen Elaine up both twelve dollars upwards. Others. I reckon the market's shaping in a pretty predictable manner mm-hmm. at the moment. I don't think much will change. I think New Marion. Has to probably drift from 420, from 15 with the weight swings. I just think that looks to me under the odds from barrier 15. Um, definitely not saying it can't win, but I feel like that might get closer to. In saying that, Zumon and Numerian both got back as if they were unbeatable in the TED. Yeah. That was at weight for age, but I just feel like under the conditions here, like do they go forward with Zumon and Breeze or do they go back? Oh, it'll go forward. It'll yeah? go forward, yep. Okay, go forward, there you yeah. go. Yep. So. That's very tough conditions to win under from the breeze of the 59. So, mm-hmm. plenty of respect. For oh, the Zoom course. On will go forward. I'm not sure about New Marion. Yeah, that's yeah. Sorry. Yeah, New Marion's my yeah. question. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Zoom On, Waterhouse. That, that's, 100%. That's, that's, yes, 100%. Yeah, let's yeah. go. Yeah. Uh, New Marion, I'm not too sure. 
It's 50-50, uh, 50-50 in it. Yeah. I, I think maybe, said maybe, and, maybe patent dependent, maybe. Yeah. yeah. They've already said, the peers have already said they're going to be rolling on Black Fantasy to probably just try and park up outside Zimon. Yeah. So they're going to be looking at that going, well, Brad's then going to have to pull out a steer to try and land 1-1 um, or we're going to be punching three deep over 2,400 with 59. So yeah. it's tough. If it goes back to last, it's hard to win. It, Either way, I just think it drifts from that price. Yep. For me, it's the one that looks the obvious unders at the moment. Um, yeah, I, 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 I do like mine, but I, we'll start elsewhere. I reckon Zoom On is an almost if if the inside pad's okay, is an almost auto save here. That ride, like, good on her. Like, <laughs> I was at the time, I was a bit like, "What are you doing?" Like, it was madness trying to cross because Marichino was never going to let her cross. No. And like, I also think probably Troy. It was a bit like Troy a trotting, let trotting race, race and probably just popped the breeze. Yeah. It was a trotting race. It was, a trotting, it was great. Know? It was great to see that she came out with a real firm plan. And yeah. Pete Anthony's did tell me, watch Rachel King throughout the day. She's super aggressive. Watch her ride in Lord Gannicus. Mm. That's one of the worst rides I've ever seen. Like, and I know I'm being a bit harsh. The Spruker, uh, Spruker wasn't far behind me. Spruker, really. she, said, she said, hold my own beer. Yeah, dearie <laughs> me. She had a few moments. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, she, and then Lord Gannicus, like, did she think she was on the leader? I don't know. Just chill. Yeah. Just, just, just chill. Just relax. Please. Just take it easy. <laughs> um, but... I just thought- but the, then, she I, had, then she had the stick in the left. I thought you would love that. Stick in the left while cornering. Well, yeah, well, I, yeah. thought, I thought, hang on, Guru. Guru didn't handle the corner, this, I reckon. Yeah. The, uh, I reckon it was Rach that didn't handle the corner. But she's <laughs> learned from that, I reckon. Um, this will find the fence and all of its wins. And I question some of the, like the, the I don't know the Eastern States form very well, obviously, at all. Um, but those wins were country cups and stuff like that. It's a lot of weight that it's accrued for those victories. Yeah. I yeah. think it got five or six points for its um, second in the five diamonds. They don't mess around over there. No, no. they don't. So it's, it's now sort of hitting weight for age territory. But this looks a different horse from what I can see. Blinkers find the rail and there's no doubt. Blinkers finds a rail. Like, this is really, really, really ominous if it's playing on speed or that rail's hot, I reckon, mm-hmm. for Zumon. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling a necessity to probably save on Zumon um, at that price. A uh, few others to touch on. I think just from a speed map point of view, Queen Alina's the one that looks to get the best, the best map on paper. Um, Casino 17 doesn't jump that well. So barrier five. It's going to end up in the fourth pair of runners, probably. Yeah, like, midfield, I don't, yeah. I don't necessarily. It's, it's very similar to when Casino Seventeen to be optimistic met in the Towton, um, and it was like, oh, well, there's a big uh, barrier swing to Casino Seventeen, but it's like, well, is it going to be able to utilise that? Probably not. That's not really its go. What's the weight turnaround? Four, five, five, five kilos. Yeah. So, um, but be optimistic, beat it comfortably. There and I don't the, think there was anything uh, between in, their runs in the, and the northerly. The, the aesthetics scale. are different. Yeah. Ah, uh, the scale. Sorry, yeah. yeah. Um, I get confused. No, that's right. I'm just lead up trying to staying organize my thoughts. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but I do, yeah, I do really think it's a, um, perfect draw for be optimistic. There's plenty of, plenty of speed on here. Uh, did, I you think dro- it's key. did you go to the barrier? Door? No, I didn't go to the barrier. Who door. was responsible for the gate? I know that Tommy, Baylor, I know that Tommy for Matty was there. Yeah. Um, the great Tommy Flamatty, number three batsman for Kingswood Cricket Club. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I just, I just think it's the perfect marble. Mm. There's, there's the right amount of speed. It's all coming across from out wide. It allows Clint to find his feet. She's a, she's a mare that can jump super on a a day as well. Like we we don't want her to land too close, but I mean, she just, yeah, Clint knows the horse well now. Jeez, I feel like I'm dropping out the cliches, which I- 
get stuck into people about. But um, yeah, I, I feel really, really positive about the path she's on. People are talking up the ATA horses and they're talking up um, the Towton Cup horses and blah, blah, blah. But it's sort of like, well, be optimistic and Casino 17 walloped them mm. in the Sky Hill. Like, absolutely walloped them in the Sky Hill. Um, and in realistically, there's no point she should be over the top now. She should be coming to a peak performance, I'd suggest, at this stage um, in her post-Kalgoorlie Cup prep. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really keen to see how she goes. I think she beat Casino 17 by three or four kilos, if that makes sense. If we don't look at the length factor, look at the kilo factor. I reckon she beat Casino 17 by three, four, five lengths. So the fat one's going to go around $3. One will go around close to $10. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm- Okay factor. I'm a little bit, yeah, 100%. He's due one of these too. He's due one of these. He's been a bit stiff. Ripcord has run second and third. Yep. In the um in the two one and a half. So let's let's get him a one million dollar job here. So yeah, each way be optimistic. That's that's the play. Plenty of respect um, for blazing away. I don't know why the blinkers are coming off. Like. Yeah. You know I'm big on this. Like you got a horse, and it's it's flying. I, I was so oh, we've, keen. We've on been it. all over all prep, mate. Too. I was so keen on it last start. Yeah. I had a really big, um, a really big crack at about twenty five to one, and um, and to be honest, if Let's Gallivant wasn't nommed, yeah. accepted, and then scratched, it would have meant Queen Alina got an extra two or three kilos. Black Fantasy another two kilos. I'm surprised there hasn't been more questions asked about LG, that. LG, life's good for the Pierce brothers. <laughs> hey, dearie me. I tell you what, I was a bit surprised there wasn't another couple of questions asked there. But um, anyway, it would have probably meant Blazing Away wins the ATA. And oh, wait. Yeah. It's a lot shorter here. But the thing with Blazing Away is, A, I hate when you make a major gear change with a horse that's in form. I, I just don't like that, as you know. Um but not, a, not a huge difference between blinkers and blinkers. Yeah, not no, huge, no, I know but it's, it's yeah. key enough. Yeah. But everything needs to go right for Blazing Away. It's a horse that will... Um, specifically hold up. It feels like $21 to go. currently Betfair could be like double that. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah 100%. How so. are you going for two in a row? Two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Have to win a different manner to old Buster Bash. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's going super. Uh, Demolish was probably the run of the race in the ATA in a very slowly run race where the, uh, the Pierce Horses, Queen Elena and Black Fantasy controlled it. Diamond Scene, Pikey made a really good comment um, when interviewed and asked about his mount, Casino 17, and he said, I'm wary of Diamond Scene despite the price um, because it had to do a bit of work up in the ATA up the hill to get to the 1-1. I thought that, that's the one that's staring me in the face because it's, yeah. been, it's been the sum summer of Stevie. And it's been the uh, summer of Stevie. Yeah. It's maps to follow Zoom on everywhere it goes. I expect Zoom on to give a big kick. Um, Have yeah. those colours ever won a Perth Cup? No. Ten. Never. They won, Have they? They won 10 in 30. I don't remember any of them. 10 in 30 they won. Action, that's right. <laughs> um <laughs> And then you've got uh, a bunch of others. Who I remember are, a are young, uh, young Peter Nucky winning Bob's first Perth Cup on Field Officer, 1993. Wow. Three-year-old. Bob's had enough. Yeah. Uh, this isn't the year to give one to Bob. No. He could take it. He would probably give him a little shot in the arm. It's been a tougher year for the Cerise and White than yeah. as per usual. Yeah. Um, Truly inspired, ran fourth in the Perth Cup last year. Yeah. It's, yeah. It'll go, what's it? It's 100 to one. It'll yeah. run better than its SP. Yeah. Like it'll run a seventh or an eighth or yeah, something. Yeah. So there was, right? I think, Bad Wolf- uh, Holy Enchantment, Nerf Bosk, and Truly Inspired all ran in the race last year, and Truly Inspired was the first time ran fourth. So mm -hmm. um, I think, yeah, Nerf Bosk, Jay Brown, uh, racing well. Um, not, not well enough to win. Part previous winner, yeah. Just, you know, it's just, going well. Yeah. It's top. going well. It's just, yeah, deserves to be that price. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, di- to be honest, like the yeah diamond scene, I, I've got it in the teens. I haven't mm. got it a huge overlay or anything of that nature. But it's it's just it's your full mapped horse, isn't it? Yeah. Like if you're if you are willing to put credence and forgiveness into the fact that um, that work it had to do from the awkward gate before it got into the one one is the reason it couldn't let down in yeah. a slowly run race and get past them. It also could be a because it missed Pikey, b because it didn't handle a step up in grade, um, or c it's come to the end of a um, a prep that probably wasn't. They probably weren't thinking Perth Cups mm. necessarily when they started the prep. So, um, but yeah, great, great little race. I think there's a few different. It's a good, it, yeah, it's up. a very interesting cup. Yeah, mm. I uh, even though the 59, the gate, New Marion just stands out so much class wise. Uh, Wait for age, Group One, place getter on the East Coast twice already this year. Uh, showed his class over the final 200 meters in the TED last Saturday under. Under very did little riding, I suppose, from Clint John supporter was a question. Yep. Did you think that New Miriam was a six length, six kilo better win, six kilo better run than Casino 17 crossed? Because that's the weight swing. Yeah. So yeah, no, definitely, oh, definitely not. Definitely I do. Not. I reckon it was. Six I reckon, kilos. I reckon Casino 17 was poor. Uh, yeah. They couldn't have got a better run race. The two leaders have chopped each other. Jared Noski has sat there, sat there, sat there, put it into the race at the right time. I, I don't reckon Casino 17 is that good. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. I Greg. misunderstood what you said. I, I was going to say that I want to, despite the weight and the gate, yep. I want to be with New, New Mary. Yeah. yeah. That's, I reckon it was like, I know there's a six kilo swing to Pikey. Yeah. And that's huge. And, it, and New Mary loses everything, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I, I, I think it was a six kilo better run, like almost. It's. He's a weight. He can carry weight. Ran fifth, fifth in a Caulfield Cup. Like he's a proper horse. Yeah. Proper horse. And, you, and sure, surely it drifts though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm definitely not saying it can't win that's at all. I like. No, no, I no. like New Marion as a horse. And I agree with you in, in regards to being the class. It's just, yeah. geez, that's sticky from 15. Yeah, yeah. Brad, uh, Brad Palm going for his second Perth Cup. One on Guest Wing for Shane Edwards when he was uh, only 22 years old. So where was it, Guest Wing's next victory? Oh, it was something like Marble Bar or something like that. that Yelgoo. Right? Yelgoo. Yeah. <laughs> Natural progression for a Perth Cup winner. All right. Let's, so let's narrow it down. I'm, I'm with New Marion and I'll be specking Diamond Scene and I'll probably be uh, just monitoring the Black Fantasy price as well. Um, but uh, cheering will be optimistic, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Guru? I just, uh, I just think this stands out. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, no, be optimistic each way is the is the play for me. I, I might be a little bit uh, biased in that, but um, I don't care less, to be honest with you. Uh, I am definitely, if the track, I'm going to wait to see how the track's playing, but if, if the fence is fine and, and leaders are going okay, I'll, I'll definitely not be losing on on Zoom on. All right. Very good. Casino 17 is not that good. Looking forward to <laughs> Casino 17 can't win. Uh, no, it can win. Yeah. It can win. I just, um, yeah, it's, it's got, as as everyone's been alluding to all week, it's got everything in its favour. Yeah. And that, I think it will need that. Yeah. Win, probably. Yeah. Cool. All right. What time is it, Terry? Uh, it is time for the last of our seven run series back. Get out stakes. BJ. STE. A. K. S. Get Out Stakes, very popular, extremely popular, Twitter-based competition uh, brought to you by Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located at the Canyonville Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt, what a man. He runs the show, red carpet treatment at all times out there at Market City Meats. And last week, I had a mare this morning, Guru. So, I've been, yeah, exactly. 
I've had I've declared Dave Ryan the winner in the Get Out Stakes. And Good then, Dave. Sorry? Good supporter. I'd be disappointed if you'd gone the early crow and poor Dave's missed out. Well, no, I'm going to have to declare dual winners this week. Uh, because uh, Tris, Tristan, he uh, contacted me, TC, on Twitter, and uh, he uh, lodged a protest. This is the second protest that has been upheld that's, today. That's been a um, I don't mind. It's pretty good. I'm a big protest fan, though. Yeah. I think... I think protests um, just add a bit of colour. We don't have enough of them. No, we don't. exactly right. Uh, more protests. <laughs> exactly right. We've got dual winners. Dave and Tris, they are dual winners of the Get Out Stakes. They both found Fluoro Neuro by a half length there. So the mark. Last, uh, last week. It was a good win, wasn't it? Super session. It's yeah. due. Um, so, yeah, congratulations to both those fellas. Uh, Dave, of course, and Tris, I think they're both previous Get Out Stakes winners as well. So they filled up right before a New Year's barbecue. So congratulations there, guys. Now to enter this week's Get Out Stakes, race nine, Ascot Monday. Let us know who you think will win. Decimal winning margin, two decimal places are preferred. Race nine, of course, is the Schweppes handicap, 1,200 metres. And whoa, we've got a uh, 72 plus to finish the day. Yeah, we do. We do. Very, we do. Very refreshing. I've got I've got no choice but just to go again. I think it's just I just got to go again. Got chess. Um, I have to. Yeah. I'm just I'm choiceless. I'm I'm too I'm too far in. <laughs> I'm too far. I remember the horse. No, I uh oh look, the whole prep's been it's been pretty I mean, take away the fourteen hundred meter run where you can say maybe she was a little bit disappointing on the surface. Pikey's dropped the whip. She fought him half the she, race. I think as she well. went pretty good, really. Yeah, but pretty good. We saw Valency come out in a 72 plus last week or a 66 maybe and just went okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm slightly wary of that form against the older horses in saying that. We all know how good baby Paris is. Yeah. Um, but she should have won the jungle miss first up. If she doesn't miss step, she got yeah. blocked. She was on the cold part of the track. And last start, we in a race where the horses that settled one, two, three, four, ran last, second, last, third, last, fourth, last. Yeah. She settled deep no cover in fifth, um, given a huge kick and – just got run down late, which and clearly- And Brad was kind of choiceless. He had to go when, yeah, he, when we, he went. We, we spoke about it in the match. And, he, and he, almost, he almost did it well because he sort of, when he went, he sort of uh, crept inwards yeah. and tightened up everything inside him. But CJP was still able to cut through and and the pipe horse with that metal on. Was that the other horse or was it Stormy yeah, Tawny? Stormy Tawny. Stormy Tawny, yeah. sorry. Uh, came and, and collared her late, but um, huge, huge performance. Yeah, it really was. Uh, it's the nine-day backup here, not the seven. A lot of horses are doing the nine-day yep. backup. I think they've seen the opportunity um, to go around again, obviously with the Metro Mania being on a Monday and not on a Saturday. Um, but yeah, it's interesting with this speed map though, because you've got, I've still got it very likely that this ends up eighth in running potentially. Really? Well, you've got, this is how I'm looking at it. Play that funky music. You, funky. you wouldn't think they're going to hand up to universal flair. No. Um, that would be a, a poor decision, I would suggest, but it wouldn't, wouldn't completely surprise me. So anyway, play that funky music leads, universal flair breeze. Um, Rear Admiral comes across, tries to slot in, could lead the three-wide line or slots in. Brooklyn Pier, Corn Cobb, look here next to. Um, so straight away, that's five, that's five runners. Um, Deep Speed and Storm Chaser from 11 and 12 will both want to be landing closer to the speed. Clint might ride Storm Chaser Cold. I'm not entirely certain there. Um, barrier 3 at Cobb Co. It's probably jumping a little bit better mm. um, than Dutch's. In saying that, Pikey does get this horse to jump better than um, than most. Um, so that's six runners. So your seventh and eighth mm. is Hanchi and, and Dutch's Gossip, who are both not – 
great beginners, but um, but yeah, just just suddenly you get that far back, which is uh, which is which is interesting. So I think one thing Duchess has in its favour here is drawing five and not drawing uh, where Hanch is in two, and perhaps Pikey can use it a little bit. And if Rear Admiral does get caught in a three wide line, Pikey can even be happy in that mm. three wide line. Um, yeah, I, I think. She is a horse with a lot of upside. Uh, I respect Hanchy a lot, um, and it's my main day during my book. Uh, play that funky music, a clear third elect as well. It's been super. Um, and it's Race last is couple so of well. Races just haven't suited it whatsoever. Yeah. If, if Universal Flair leaves it alone and it just gets to lead softly here, it'll probably be the forgotten runner. I think Brad went up about $16, which I think looked a little bit long. Uh, I think I think it'll sort of trade more around $9, $10. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to go again. Duchess of Gossip. Hope Pikey pulls the right reins. Semi-aggressive out the gates. Would love to be a pair closer than I just said. Um, follows the right horse into it, and I think it can out-sprint all of these. I've got a random big go here in the last. Yeah, I've got one. I know I, what it is. I, I, I know what it is. And I've, this is this is. If, I'll be on it. I'll be saving on it. Oh, if this, I, if, I knew if, this was if the track is playing a certain way, then I'll be I'll be having a dip at. Uh, this run was better than Hanchies. Yeah, I know where you're going. Number four hint of mint. Oh, <laughs> that's not where I was going. <laughs> I reckon hint I of you didn't via Monte. No, no, no. Viamonte was good. Yeah, this yeah. Run was. So I, I didn't. No, I didn't think you'd be bringing him up actually. Um, <laughs> so keep, keep stay quiet, under that. Keep it quiet. Hint of mint. Was massive first up for Brad. Then they went twelve hundred back to eleven hundred and was unsuited with Luke Campbell on board. Mm-hmm. Still hit the line. Brad goes on third up. It's going to be a big price. It's going to get sucked into the race at the right time. Look out, hint of mint launching at them late at huge odds. So currently twenty six. I do like and, that. I and I only got one more thing I want to add. Mm-hmm. Neville. Neville. Neville finished the carnival <laughs> yeah. in the way it's, uh, well, it'd be a fitting end of the carnival. Oh, it? it would. Yeah. No, I, I like, yeah, Hinterman a lot too. The thing I, I think, because I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm $18, so mm. I'm probably in save territory myself there. But yeah. um, the thing I was waiting for for a horse that lays in was it drawing yeah. under runners. Yeah. So he get that. If you look at most of its victories, in saying that, I did have a closer look at the way it's hit the line, both runs is prep. And it, sort of it down, all, the, down the middle, yeah. I think it's a bit more mature in that sense. It doesn't mm. seem to be laying in quite as uh, quite as much. So, um, yeah, that's yeah, it's well and truly over the odds, I think. So, wouldn't talk you out of that one. Take the I hit. Think, I think I was just just committed mentally when I started this race. Oh, yeah. I didn't, yeah. I didn't have a choice. That's just a gossip. So big, class. Uh, quality. It's rare uh, you get one like you like a pikey horse yeah. a lot and you're going to get four bucks. Yeah, it's well, a rarity. You can thank um, the three year olds for that, Hanchi and mm. Storm Chaser. Storm Chaser is a million to one, isn't it? <sighs> Tough, isn't it? I was Tough. north of 20 bucks, Storm Chaser. Doesn't even get a chance to use his three year old allowance either. No so. three year old allowance, up in grade, mm. got a gear. I sort of got a gift last start. D Lane as well. Yeah. Down in trip, up in grade, and, why, and where does it map? Yeah. Dearie me. Tough. Too, too good if that wins. And tell you what, if imagine, be, if LK, imagine if LK finishes the day with the optimistic and Storm I'll, Chaser. I'll, I'll cop Storm Chaser winning if the optimistics won the previous. Yeah. I'll cop not having another winner. i got a little bit of trivia for you before we finish this mm. race. Perth Cup Day last year, we had to rerun the Perth Cup. It was on, I think it ended up being on January 14. Mm-hmm. A horse by the name of Corn Cob, Cob won on that day. He's, who's in the last? He's in the get out on Monday. Yep. Who, who did he beat? He Corn beat Cub. that day at Ascot, January 14, I think it was, yep. this year. He knocked off Casino 17, who's favourite for the Cup, and Real Danger, who's second favourite for the Summer Scorching. There you go. Yeah, yeah. So that Cob. was a, that was a mile race at Ascot, the Cobb. 
Who was training them? Was that Campbell, maybe? He was with Campbell for a short period, but I think Julia Martin's been the trainer the majority of the time. Yeah, I just thought that was interesting. And then uh, the Cobb is um, is uh, going to be uh, going around the get-out on Saturday. So. Yeah, the Cobb hasn't quite come back. I think they'll yeah. ride him with cover this week. Yeah. All right. So that brings our preview to a close. We'll be back with our best, our Maddies and our Lays in just one moment. Okay, we're back with our Perth Racing best betting proposition of the day. Terry. Uh, be optimistic. Race number eight, each way, all day. Each way, all day. All, uh, uh, probably also race five, secret attraction. Race five, secret attraction is my best betting proposition. Maddie? Maddie, there aren't too many above my price. I, I don't want to steal yours in the last. Um, I'm just going to multi my two, my two best. Secret attraction? Nines and threes, roughly 27 to one. Secret be optimistic. Bang, bang. Very good. In and out. Yeah, my, pay out the moment you put it on. My Maddie, race nine, number four, hint of mint. Uh, lay. Storm Chaser in the last for the place. Even money, a hole. Okay. I couldn't get it to probably anywhere near that. Lay is uh, now also known as my second best bet. Mm. Uh, I'll go race. Optimistic. <laughs> race, race, two. <laughs> race two, number one, Jack Ginneman. Oh, dear. Yeah. Yeah. Too short. All right. Okay. That's it. We've done it. All right. We got there. We got that.